And good morning to all things SR, Leslie, and I, I've only been awake for 30 minutes, and I was a better too, so how is everybody this morning? <laughs> <laughs> I've been awake for 45, and I was the same, so it's going to be a wild ride, SR land. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 it will be. Oh, dear Lord. As, as, as Shell noted... Good morning and good end of the year, SR Land. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Good morning to uh-huh. you. Uh-huh. And Elaine is on saying good morning, favorite peeps, oh, and happy no, new Lena. year. She loves the tune, Pam. Uh, well, you know, it, it's very apropos for this morning. I was, I, I, what time did I send the notes over? About 2.30? Yeah. <laughs> In the a.m. <laughs> In the morning, <laughs> oh, and it's, it, well, it was great anyway because SR got back to our questions this morning about seven thirty. So, <laughs> yes. Oh God, help me. Anyway, so it's going to be a wild ride today. <laughs> it will be. Uh, it will be. Also, I hope. I hope everybody had a good Christmas. And we. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, right? Our last podcast was before mm-hmm. Christmas. Honestly, Christmas to me feels like about three weeks ago. <laughs> it's a long time away in Amaro's time. Um, it was great. That was really lovely. We had a good quiet time here at the house and made chicken and waffles for Christmas. This, oh, that was yeah, fun. Yeah, we, we, we mixed it up. We, we did something very non-traditional and it was fun. Really, really had a good time. Yeah, that I, chicken, and, chicken and waffles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my daughter has a really fun little Mickey Mouse waffle maker, and she had said, "Oh, we could do waffles. We could do chicken and waffles." So that's ended up what ended up what we did, and hung out and yeah, I relaxed. I know. I went to a baby. I went to a baby shower. Uh, or. Bridal shower. <laughs> bridal shower. I don't know how many years ago, for my friend Barbara's uh, son's wife, and um, it was her brother did all the hors d'oeuvres and stuff, and he did chicken and waffles, and it was like they went like oh this. yeah, absolutely. You kind of forget how good they can be, and we did the shortcut on the chicken. We didn't do chicken ourselves. Um, we go to our favorite chicken place, which happens to be uh-huh. for all those who follow Baltimore Eagles or are near Maryland, Royal Farms, which is Royal Farms, which happens to be, you know, a gas station and convenience store chain that's based in Maryland. Um, they have some locations in southern Pennsylvania and we were driving, we actually, the girls and I did a little shopping run to Towson Town Center in Northern Maryland. And it's kind of a fun tradition we've done um, on Christmas Eve. And we came back and I said, why don't we get the chicken from Royal Farms? That's kind of how it all started. So yeah, it was really, really good. Um, And for those who may not, who may question the uh, lovely 
fabulousness of the Royal Farms chicken. It actually was named one of the best, uh, some of the best fried chicken by, I think it was either food or wine, food and wine, or. I thought it was gourmet. Maybe it was gourmet. I can't remember. I'm going to look it up now. But it was one of the, you know, one of these elite uh, food magazines. Uh, yeah, one, of the, one of the food foodie magazines that you would never believe would be something like that about gas station chicken. Yes. It was. Uh, we yeah. have one. Um, we have one Royal Farms not far from where Mayor lives. So uh, you know. I'm telling you, check and, out the uh, chicken. I I, I well. I, did I know with you when, when we went were on a, mm -hmm, and that, it was good. It was good. It was really good. So food and wine. Uh, it's the food Christmas and wine named it one of the top ten gas food station foods across the country that are worth the detour. Oh, my Christmas was the best. It was the absolute best. It was quiet. Every you know it was we we laughed a lot. Um, you know, it was just peaceful and no rushing or anything like that. It was great. My my <clears throat> my ever loving granddaughter though, she's in Columbia. I love that enjoying her adventure. I said I, I I saw a picture of her and she she had the uh she just looked like she was like, Oh God. It's the age. It's 12. the age. Right. The age. Nobody wants to, you know, she didn't want, doesn't want attention drawn to herself. Doesn't want to get a picture taken. Anything. Come on, mom, stop taking pictures, that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And I said, are you having fun? She said, yeah, I'm having a great time. Because <laughs> I texted her, text her last night. Oh, good, good. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm so glad that you had just a really good, wonderful, restful Christmas. It's, it's, it's And it sounds like some of our... Our friends here also did. Um, Shell noted Christmas was quiet and boring, like I like it. <laughs> Elena said, "Quiet Christmas here. The Elena. hub and I are fine, but lots of friends with my small family all have the flu or COVID, so we are staying far, far away." Yeah, that was the truth. I was so grateful for. Really, the main um, area of thanks is that um, no one in my family was sick. My immediate family was sick for this holiday. Which has been a first for a long time. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So really grateful for that. Um, and I see Ashley joined us. She, and of course Betty's wishing yep. everyone good morning. And the last Saturday of 2023, um, Ashley was a little late because she got lost in her romance reading. Understandable. Of course. Understandable. And Flora is on as well. Mm -hmm. She's hoping everyone's doing she well. Is. So Betty said, I never thought I would say this, but I love a quiet Christmas day too. You know, Betty, same. I, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I used to thrive in the chaos of Christmas and because Abe's parents and my parents are both divorced four Christmases was the reality for us. Um, uh -huh. It wasn't all on the same day, but it was a lot of hustle and bustle. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's, I, I do thrive, you know, cause I thrive on kind of the chaos, but I also, yeah, yes, you, you thrive but on I chaos. also very much enjoy, <laughs> what are you trying to say, Pam? <laughs> but, <laughs> Get 
get it together, Leslie? I don't know. <laughs> hey, we're both on the podcast, so I think this is a this is a win for us. And Anna's saying morning on. Good morning, yes. Anna. I'm going to try next time to actually see you. Um, it wasn't in the cards this time, and I, I will text you offline about that. But um, I was in her, Anna's neck of the woods um, the past two days. And I, yeah. it was great and lovely, lovely weather. And I was helping a friend um, who may be relocating. So I connected her with a couple of um, my relatives who are out there. Um, oh, yeah. So. Are we see planning on going out there? Or, or? Um, it's, it, it, there's a possibility she was checking things out. So. Uh, yeah, because I know that she doesn't live too far from where I live. That's right. No, so. that's right. And Anna also uh, loved her quiet Christmas, which is great. Uh, um, Betty notes it's going to be weird to start a new year and no new Gabriel's movie filming backstage pictures or videos. Yeah, it is a new. It is a new. It is. It's a it's new a, year. It's a new reality. Uh, Betty is going to miss it. But we have many things to look forward to. Yes. Yes. And and. You know, uh, Sars got another book that he's working on, and and that'll be coming out at some point. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. And Brenda noted, "Morning, y'all. Happy New Year." So I'm glad to see you. Oh on yeah, the chat, Brenda. Good morning. Um, Floor noted her Christmas was great. She saw her siblings and nieces and nephews, and she hadn't seen them in a while. So that's wonderful. Oh, that's good. And that's Elena good. does not miss the crazy Christmases. And I think the older we get, the more the quiet means to us, more about the true meaning of Christmas and less about the commercial side for me. Sure. And I think that ties into the, you know, the readings that SR yeah, um, reading, yes. had, had uh, and has been going through uh, with everyone. And Betty noted, true, a new book from the boss is always welcomed. I'm very excited yes. about yes. that prospect because... I love his storytelling, and I think it's going to be a great adventure. And the fact it'll be uh, with a Spaniard this time is making me very excited. Yeah, it mm -hmm. should be fun. It should be a lot it of fun. It should be. It should be. Oh, my Lord. So. And, uh, of course, being up at Tokyo. 2.30, quarter to 3 this morning doesn't help for me, but that's mm -hmm. there. Um, but, so if I sound hoarse, it's because I feel like I've smoked a, a couple dozen cigarettes that I, and I don't smoke. Just I, I'm just not awake yet. Anyway, <laughs> we're trying. We are trying. We are. Two cups of coffee in, and we're trying. Yes, <laughs> yes, and... Uh, congrats to Brenda on her followers. Uh, Elena pointed that out. So congratulations to our dear yes. friend, Brenda, down in the Big Easy. And mm -hmm. Floor also notes that she can't wait for the new book. Uh, Shell says, SR's new I book. I love the so international characters, cultures, and acceptance in SR's books. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. wonderful. Absolutely. You know, that, that's the one thing that's, yeah. I mean, he, you know, this first group was an American, two Americans living in Canada, it starts out, and then, 
you know, the you have Florence with Raven and, and William and all, and then uh, the man in the black suit was a, a Frenchman and uh, somebody up, uh, from South America who was came from the Middle East. So it, it's uh, it's good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, um, Anna also noted that she loved the warmer Christmas too. Anna, same, really. Um, the 26th, her 15-year-old grandson and her hit, she hit the strip district in Pittsburgh. I was there yesterday, Anna. I missed you by a couple of days. And then 91 played in his first alumni game, which is so hard to believe because since we've been doing this, we have remembered him going through all the different levels. And now he's an alumni, which is crazy to me. So that's great. And then Betty... Also noted, she was reflecting this week about the last installment of Redemption and how awesome it was that all three films were released on the Year of the Rabbit. Take that, Professor. Take that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Betty. Team Paul. You are priceless. Yes. <laughs> you are priceless. That, that is, is so great. I did not. I I did not realize they all came out the year. Of the I know. I didn't either. That's wonderful. You, you'll have to let us know that he might get. It oh, most that. definitely, most definitely, he will. He totally will. And speaking of SR, oh, yeah. um, we do have a variety of news from SR's we, world. Yeah, we 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 do. Um, and one of the things that we uh, we I found out this morning was that KK's mother passed. Yeah. This week. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> Long time SR fan, one of the early, she was early days, um, has been one of his greatest champions. And um, she's been on a long journey with her, her mother and um, Mm -hmm. very suddenly um, things kind of took a turn and she's now, um, her mother's passed away. Early and Thursday morning. I, as far as, yeah, and as far as arrangements go, I know that she um, is having an open house today, and uh, there there will be, uh, I think, on on Wednesday, next Wednesday uh, is her funeral, and just remember her and her. Yes, S R asked everyone to keep her in your thoughts, um, and. Uh, give that healing, wonderful healing and supportive love that we all give to each other through this community. So big hugs to KK. Absolutely. Um, SR also wanted to wish everybody a happy new year and uh, safe travels. If you're traveling anywhere, coming back, going to wherever it may be. And that to take Hold on January second. Keep keep your be aware of that. Uh, there he's got he's got something cooking that we he will let us know about <clears throat> at that point. So. Yes, yes. Um, January second, we'll be looking forward to whatever SR is sharing with us, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's mm-hmm. so many beautiful comments on in the chat regarding um, Karen's and her news. As Betty notes, what a sad, what sad news, sending Karen a big hug, yeah. peace, love, and prayers for Karen, 
Shell said, very sad loss. Anna notes condolences and comforting prayers. And Elena said, oh, loss is always hard, but particularly around the holidays. And she's sending mm. lots of prayer. And we will send your kindnesses. Um, Ashley, Floor, all noting, um, sending prayers and love and light to Karen. So, you know, Karen's just been a very special uh, friend in the community. <clears throat> we were lucky enough to have her join us on one of the set visits, the very first one. Um, she's incredibly giving and t a talented baker and chef, um, which had been her profession, um, just a loving person um, and really, really uh, given her lots of love right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And uh, she she's she was a wonderful caregiver to her. Yes, mother. absolutely. So, so big hugs to her. And as Shell mm -hmm. notes, something on the stove from SR. So yeah, I'm excited to. <coughs> Something's <coughs> cooking in SR. You world. smell that mm. <laughs> the rock is cooking. But, mm -hmm. um, Anna notes super SR's upcoming news January second. I start the new work year with all morning court oh my gosh anna well at least you have a little sr sunshine uh, in the midst of court court and more court this is true this is true i i personally have a uh, wonderful january planned i'm uh, the end of the month i will be on jury duty really really yes, speaking of court wow mm -hmm. Yes, I, I am so looking is forward it, to is it. Is it what level of court do you know? Are you? I don't know yet. I it's one of those things where I have to call, and I mean, it may not be selected. I may have to go down. I don't know yet. So, I got the notification uh, about three weeks ago, and I think it's at the like the twenty something. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping I get on a murder. Oh my! Tell me that's why. I I I was almost on one. I was on one, as you might remember. Yeah. yeah. It is fascinating. It was a really, it was a very informative, interesting, and utterly heartbreaking experience. So yes. um, it was really, really good. But yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, we, uh, we were... Uh... I, it was, it, it was, I, you know, like they, when they, when you, they pull everybody into the courtroom and they explain what the case is, they, a little bit, they ask if you knew any of the DAs or the uh, defending mm -hmm. attorneys or the judge or any of the court personnel, any of the police, they named the police officers involved. And if you didn't know them, <clears throat> you, you got to stay. And then, um, we went from there to a, a, like a jury room and they called in like, I think 12 or 14 people at a time to question them. And we, I was in the very last group. Oh, wow. And then they, and I was two people from being called to the stand and the uh, 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 court person, whatever, I forget what they're called, came in uh, and said, our jury has been selected. You can go home, go back to the 
waiting area again, <clears throat> and I did, and then they pulled us over for a um, civil trial, and we were, you know, we were only supposed to be there at like 4 o'clock, and it was 6 o'clock, they finally came in and said, oh, we're not going to need you, goodbye. Yeah. Your time, sir. It takes, it takes a while. It's really, really... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm laughing. I remember this story. <laughs> Betty said, don't read 50 shades of gray during jury duty. That's my best advice. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and it is funny that you mentioned 50 shades because we will be talking a little bit about 50 shades later in the podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. So. And uh, Betty says, you know, that snarky would flirt with everyone if he were on jury duty. Well, that is true. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And would. speaking of court, uh, Elena noted that <laughs> Anna has nothing like having to jump right in. And Anna notes she wants to work a couple more years, but retirement is looking more and more enticing every case. I am Absolutely. sure. And with her work, she usually gets dismissed for jury duty. That does make sense too, Anna. And goodness, you, you do enough to... Uh, support society and contribute to our community. So um, I don't think you need to have additional jury duty for your community um, contributions. That's for sure. On top of that <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's, um, I find it fascinating. I really do. I mean, I, I've been in the last past uh, 30 years, I've been called to jury duty a few times. Uh, I've never actually had to serve on a jury, but I've been called for it. The one that, but I've always played the odds. And like, I, I remember a boss was like, get out of it, you gotta get out of it, you gotta get out of it. And I'm like, you know, get out of it. I, to be out of here for not listening to you for two weeks would be a joy for me. So I'm not trying to get out of anything, <laughs> but anyhow. But that was, that was Bill, God rest his soul, Bill. Bill was the boss that when I, when I walked in the office in the morning to, and I would go to my, my office, if I heard in the hallway, um, Carlos Santana and Oye Comova playing, I knew what kind of day it was going to be. <laughs> he was either on Xanax or smoked a doobie before he came into work. Oh, or, my goodness. Oh, he, he yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Oh. Anyway, so um, that was, I got called for federal grand jury duty once. That was fascinating. Yeah, that's a whole other level. And that that can that take a really, complete. yeah. And Ellie just, and you, good morning, have, Ellie. A happy New Year um, to you um, as we approach the new year. She has to report to jury duty on the second as well. Um, oh, so lots of, lots of service here. We can compare notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And... So. Betty was wondering um, if the professor has ever done jury duty. That would be a fun read. I bet he would try to tell everyone how to do their job. Absolutely. She was a grand juror for a month, Betty noted, which is wow. wow. Anna said she's also going to be on their hospital's review board beginning January. Giving her background, that seems interesting. Uh, yes. Or, yes. Or my giving back, it seems interesting. I'm glad you're giving back in that role. That will be, you'll be really helpful to that board. That's for sure. Um, so with, uh, Shall we dive I think in? we should dive in. I think we should dive okay. in to the chapter, chapter 28. 
And that's one good thing about this year. We will still be talking, even though there won't be any new films coming our way from the Gabriel universe. We will be still talking about redemption because there are many, many more chapters in this book to explore and dissect. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even, I don't think we're halfway filled. We're not. Through, almost, we're, but not quite we're not, halfway. We're not. So it's, it's going to, I think it might sync up nicely. Um, hopefully we'll be finishing up this as the new book comes at some point. So yes. as you recall, there were uh, lots of, uh, shall we say, special times, sharing, uh, mm-hmm. sharing special time uh, between Julian Gabriel um, and Chapter 27. And the next morning, this is where Chapter 28 begins, Julia woke with Gabriel snoring. So that was quite the unusual, <laughs> and as Bendy notes, yes, mm-hmm. uh, Redemption is the book that never ends, and shall Shell notes this is the morning after. Yes, it was the morning after. Quite mm-hmm. quite a remarkable evening. And Gabriel's snoring was a force to be reckoned with, noting that even Dante's specialists snore. <laughs> and taking take it from the Snorlax, <laughs> it happens. Yes, Pam has been dubbed the Snorlax um, after our last trip together. Uh, when we were all together um, sharing a room in Atlanta uh, (laughs) with with Kenzie um, going on the set visit. (laughs) That was the nickname that Pam was dubbed um, since she was a bit congested and a little snorry. Um, So Julia had slept well that night um, with recognizing that she was cynical as her and that kind of gave her great comfort um she thought about last night Mm -hmm. she felt anticipation and uncertainty of repeating last night's activities she's kind of reflecting all new things that gabriel uh showed her that last evening as betty notes everyone else covered oh betty was (laughs) <laughs> Betty was saying, Julia all gave music to my ear. Everyone else covered their ears with both hands. <laughs> and Elena said, do you think Gabriel would believe he actually snores? I'm thinking not. I agree. I don't think, I think he would say no. Um, <clears throat> of course he would say no. <laughs> most people, most people that snore say no. <laughs> and Elena notes <laughs> that snore. you and Elena, you two could do it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Which is funny. I love it. I love it. Yes. Um, they like your nickname of the Snorlax as well. Um, so thinking about last night, you know, she was just going through everything in her mind and recognizing that Gabriel loves her and he gives her confidence to cede control to him. Um, without question. And we asked SR about this. And we said even with her new confidence, was Julia still a bit nervous about Gabriel not being tame? Because she kind of was thinking back, and he he can be really adventurous. And like Aslan, um, you know, in C.S. Lewis's book, he was uh, not tame. So... 
SR shared a little story on that regard. Um, saying many years ago, I had a reader ask me what they thought would happen if Julia had met Christian Grey instead of Gabriel. And my answer was that Christian Grey would have terrified her, but it's taken time for Julianne to get used to Gabriel, and we set that in Gabriel's redemption. I thought the Christian Grey question was funny and in good humor, he said. E.L. James and I are friends, as you know, and we share some readers. So I thought that was kind of a really... Um, fun question uh, mm -hmm. and his response you know I'm sure Christian would have she would have uh, ran away from that contract <laughs> she thinks she would have been terrified <laughs> yeah well she just she just you know she only had eyes for Gabriel anyway um, that's true Betty notes there are 88 chap chapters in Redemption, by the way, so we're not we're not even near halfway. Um, <laughs> and uh, Ellie was sorry for being tardy, Professor. Phone updates and required face ID for login is difficult in the dark with face masks on. Raining here, the critters are all freaking out, wanting to go outside. Um, but not hope you all had good holidays and here's to hoping for a drama free 2024. Not likely, but one can hope. So we're glad you were, you are with us. And mm -hmm. <laughs> Ellie said, you'll need the Julia will need video evidence to prove <laughs> that the professor snores. That is very true. And that is very true. Betty said, Julia would have fainted if she walked into the red room. <laughs> yes. I once read a fan fiction of Christian Grey and Gideon from Sylvia Davis yes. uh, with Anna. Gideon Cross. Yes. Gideon Cross with Anna. And because both are so high powered, demanding. Mm -hmm. That would have been fun. Uh, I don't know. And it was only a very short story. And it, to be honest with you, I just remember the, the three characters. The story itself was rather remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was an interesting concept. <laughs> Betty noted after she fainted, then she would tell Paul what she saw. And most likely, Paul and Christian would get into a fight. Hmm. Maybe a cage fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with lots of baby oil. <laughs> Insert fantasy there, uh, Betty. <laughs> Absolutely, and and there there's a beautiful picture of uh, of James out there for because he's uh, doing this fitness thing. Oh yeah, online. James James is and, spending time uh, in the holidays with his family in yeah. Canada. So, and, and it would have been a, a wonderful. It would have been wonderful for you. You could hang it on your wall. <laughs> oh my God, <coughs> uh, Anna said maybe Anna. And Julia need to have lunch. Gabriel already knows some of Christian's ways. And Shell notes, with respect, Gabriel is twice the man Christian Gray is. So Flora agrees. And Shell notes, Julia doesn't like pain, so there wouldn't be a problem staying away from Gray, which is true. It's true. Which is true. That is absolutely and right. I think any I think there were many people who would have run away from Christian Gray. Well, and he 
who was not in the lifestyle. Well, and it's different, as SR noted, you know, it's taken time for Julianne to build this trust with Gabriel mm-hmm. um, in some ways, but she also trusted him pretty much implicitly from the beginning of their first meeting. So, yeah, uh, I think there would not be that level of trust for her to um, go with Christian, that's for sure. And Betty's laughing. Well, if Blessedness 2.0 saw a shirtless picture of James or any man on my wall, he would most likely take it down and color it with a marker. (laughs) (laughs) Allie said Gabriel and Christian would not be friends. The beast within manifests in different ways for those two. But one could say their carbonite imprint might be similar, but their proclivities develop differently. They do. (laughs) And for different reasons. Well put. Ellie, well, well stated. So, you know, so Julia was reflecting on all these things. And Anna definitely notes that Gabriel tippy toes around Julianne. Elena says Christian's much different than Gabriel and that he was much more broken to begin with, abused as a toddler and then again as a teen. And Ellie notes Julia and Anna may be able to be in the same book club, though. Which is oh, I could I could see that, and I think I think they should bring Ravenwood into that book club as well. (laughs) Oh, that would be fun. That could be a fun fan fiction. Betty notes the good thing about Gabriel's been with Julia is that he actually takes it slow with her, so Julia has been able to feel more at ease with Gabriel. Yes, that is true. He doesn't take her immediately into the red room of pain and uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) have his way with her. Um, Betty said, I'm sure Gabriel was a bit bossy with the other women. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Absolutely. I'm sure, because he didn't care about them. He was just in the moment. Um, But apparently most of the women he was with were as well. So, So, you know, as she's reflecting on the last evening and listening to Gabriel snoring, you know, she decided she was not going to wake him. And she was going to carefully uh, get up uh, and let him sleep. I'm sure he deserved a well, uh, a long rest after his uh, ministrations. Mm-hmm. And so she decided to skinny dip in the hot tub. There were no neighbors nearby, so there was not need for formality of clothes. She climbed in the tub and let the warm, swirling water soothe her tender places and her muscles. She had almost fallen asleep when she heard Gabriel. He was in his boxers and speaking on the phone. And as she stared up at him, she noted his beauty was just rugged. And she traced his curves and his muscles. Following her eyes, which led to his navel and even down to his underwear. He put his phone on the table as he noted her checking him out and asked in a sultry voice if he could join in. After all, as Julia gazed around them, no one could see them. So mm-hmm. shell notes drooling Julia. <laughs> <laughs> and Anna had said, I really think Gabriel, Christian, and Gideon could be friends. All have guided group therapy with all three. Oh my gosh, Anna, I would pay money for that. That would be brilliant. Yep. Ellie said, yes, Raven, Rachel, et cetera can be the book club too along with the other SR IC female characters worldwide like their readers <laughs> um, and Anna they all need you Ellie said they and do. Ashley says ah I'm melting 
Yeah, I would too. Being in a hot tub, staring up at uh, Gabriel, my husband, uh, as he was approaching uh, to join. Yes, I could see that uh, would be a very lovely place to be. We are all drooling as foreigners. Yes. Yes, we are. Be like anticipation <laughs> making me wake up. So, so uh, Julia asked what was in the price. <laughs> and he smiled. Whatever is your price, name your pleasure. And she beckoned him to join him. She was here to please. And he hugged her, saying that it was he who should be thanking her. He divested himself of his attire and joined her in the hot water. <laughs> Anna would like to retire to do that project full time. <laughs> yes, please. Uh-huh. But he says, I wonder if Julia hears music in her mind whenever she sees Gabriel shirtless. I wonder. That's a good question. That is a good question. There uh, were bells. <laughs> on- <laughs> I'm thinking more uh, Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> like in um oh my gosh what was the show what movie was that it was on the tv show um when they did barry wait uh, a legal drama in the 90s um oh, ali okay. mcbeal uh, if you remember okay. that show barry wait always would play in their minds when things got a little heated sexually uh-huh. um mm-hmm. so Gabriel joined her as he as she rested her chin on his shoulder and she straddled him and she thanked him for last night uh, while Gabriel thought that he should be thanking her you know he was the one who was grateful she mentioned that she was a bit dense and that she really should be thanking him because she, it only had occurred to her that he had gone through so much trouble last night. Um, and it, because he was trying to cheer her up, um, mm-hmm. he told her while it was not entirely true, um, you know, it wasn't just he was trying to cheer up. It had been several days she had been on her cycle. Um, he really wanted to let her know that he appreciated her and she appreciated the time and planning that he created for them. So there's a mutual love fest going on here, um, which oh, I yeah. thought was perfectly appropriate and lovely. And yes, Floor, everybody's saying about Allie McBeal. Allie McBeal, my 90s jam, Ashley said, Shell was the one who pulled the name out. I actually did remember it. Um, and Floor noted, oh, yes, and Barry is oh so good, loved by it. Allie McBeal and the Barry White dance, as you can remember. If you haven't watched it, you can Google that. I'm sure there's something on YouTube. Um, it's a lot of fun. So as she's straddling him, toying with his chest hair, and the, they're having this very intimate conversation, you know, she said how much she appreciated their times together and the fact that she you know, was really reflecting on the fact that he said that he had never had better I think that made an impact on her greatly. And he agreed that he had never had better. He said sex was very different with her. It's the attraction, the chemistry. She appreciated the care and planning and that she had been feeling bad and that he took the time to really spend time um, showing how much he cared. 
And for him, he mm-hmm. said, it was the reconnecting with her after she had come off of her cycle and they wanted, he wanted to be with her. There was great affection and love and he wanted to demonstrate that. Yeah, and I mean, it just speak, speaking of past experience here, it's true. When, you, when, you, when you're totally in love with the person, you're, you, your sex is a lot different than if it was someone that you're not in love right. with. Right. You know, it, there's just a, a different satisfaction that comes out of it. Yes. Too. Yes. So, and because of the, it's so mutual. And as Anna rightly notes, sex plus love with his wife. I mean, that's the difference. Right. <clears throat> it is a difference. It's it is completely, um, it, it is transcendence, right? It is beyond. It's not, it's just not the physical act. Uh, it's something, it, it's connecting on so many different levels. And Anna oh, yeah. also oh, notes yeah. Gabriel would be over the moon if Julianne would just take the initiative <laughs> and mount him, um, and just mount him. And I agree with that. I think she's evolving to that. She may be evolving to that point, but she's not quite there yet. Um, right. Betty said, I bet when Julie is nervous about having babies, she sees the dancing baby from Allie McBeal. <laughs> and Shell said, Gabriel and Julia coming together is a process to completion not a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. That's really right. a great point. And Flora said, when it's really love, sex is so much more. Um, it is. And Shell also agreed with you, Betty, about the, the baby. Um, we asked SR about this. Um, and the question was, did Gabriel realize how significant it was to Julia that he said he never had better? Did he fully understand that that was how monumental that was to her. And SR said, I think Julie was surprised by Gabriel's remark that he'd never had better. But I think she realized he was telling the truth and it bolstered their confidence. Their connection continues to deepen and to evolve. And we see that. So. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, well, she's thanking him. He also asked uh, who he was on the phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gabriel said, well, it was Scott. And he wanted to bring uh, bring his family up to Cambridge. And uh, while it was okay, he wanted to check with her first. Like that? I like that. I like mm-hmm. that. And she was happy that he and Scott had patched things up. And I think it was more than just patching up. I think it was the growth within Gabriel after meeting Julia. And also Scott's growth after meeting um, his... his uh, I forget her name. It's terrible woman, and and Quinn, the mm-hmm. baby. You know, so I think there's there's growth on both ends, and I think as as siblings grow, any any of the major conflict always also seems to go away. So that you had as kids. Anywho, <clears throat> that's my philosophical being this morning as much as I can be. <laughs> I I do. Um, I mean, just like Gabriel and Julia have evolved, so has Scott oh, and yeah, Tammy. I believe it's Tammy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tammy. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so she, you know, she thought that was great, and, and uh, but that she also wished that the the same age that they could that she they were she and Gabriel were the same age, so that they could go to prom together. <laughs> Gabriel said it would have been an honor to take you to the prom. 
so, uh, it, but it, it, he was not a good person, a good thing. It would not have been a good thing uh, when they were teenagers. Uh, he would not have treated her the same way and uh, the way she should have been treated. And when she moved to see his eyes, he said he probably would, it would have been hard. And uh, we, he would not have treated her the way that he even did at the, in the orchard the first time that they met. Mm -hmm. um, he smiled and said, perhaps there's something about you. Gabriel was also, said we could arrange a prom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Julia and Julia laughed and said that that could we could find something really short to her so that her father could be upset with her, <laughs> like give him a heart yeah. attack. Upset. Yeah, because, you know, she 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 didn't believe that she <clears throat> thought he would have still treated her the same, um, mm -hmm. you know, she, and she, I think the like little fantasy about doing the prom was was kind of just a reflection on how nice it would have been had they not had they had another chance to connect early. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Betty says they can always been, try to have a make a prom date. <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, it's, I was, um, when I was reading this part, I was, I was, I was thinking about my, my, my husband because when I would have been at prom, he was, uh, he, he was married to his first wife. Mm -hmm. And he got married when his to his first wife when I was thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> I look at that, I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> well, it's different stages, different ages. Don't ages don't do not, uh, play into Absolutely. it as much. Yeah, Julia, in her mind, after hearing from Gabriel that he's never been better, I'm Julia Emerson, and I'm a whole lot of woman. Shazam, Betty notes. Shazam. <laughs> yep. So, and there's a lot of chat around the. The prom shell notes that she was glad Julia didn't ruin it by saying something about the past pelvic affiliates, which I agree. That's true. And Betty that said they true. can always try to have a makeup prom date. Um, <laughs> shell said no one invited Tom. Betty no, and they Gabe didn't. said, "Let's be honest, you're a teddy bear when it comes to Julia Gabriel." And Anna notes because Gabriel married Julianne, Scott is more accepting, but that jealousy runs deep. Yeah, it does. It yeah. Does. Well, I so, think, you know, Scott in the beginning just was like thinking Gabriel was just messing around with her. And when he and, realized and Scott that was, this was a true, you know, union and, and Gabriel yeah. was different I mean, with her, I think. And, and I think he understood. I mean, you could very much see Gabriel was demonstrating it wasn't just his words, it was his actions on, on his commitment to her. And I think that is a really good point that he's more accepting. Mm -hmm. um, and also, and, and also the other, I think, I, I think Scott was a lot more emotionally mature than, than Gabriel was at any time, mm -hmm. just be, because of his, uh, you know, just the way he was and, and, and I, I you know, he was more sincere with Tammy and all that kind of stuff. So Yeah. But anyhow, I died I died great. <laughs> um, so Gabriel doesn't remember asking Tom to the prom <laughs> and how short is too short. And I started laughing at because I figured, you know, can you imagine Claire when it's time for her prom? Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Another great fanfic. She'll be wearing a, <laughs> uh, she'll be wearing a chastity belt. Anyway, <clears throat> Julia said, just above the knee. That's what, uh, you know, she was into. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was like, what happened to formals? I mean, my, my prom, everybody had to wear, we wore formals. Well, I, my girls all had gowns. Not that I wore My, my girls wore gowns, like long lovely gorgeous gowns that was what they mm -hmm. they wanted to do right mm -hmm. so yeah i can remember i did go to my junior prom i didn't go to my senior prom but i remember wearing buying a dress actually in the lingerie department <laughs> <laughs> i love it it, it was a it was a great looking dress mm -hmm. everybody loved it yeah but it, it came from that's report. okay. Hey, that's they have that comes uh, that style comes in. It works. And it and that, well, then that's even more. That's and it was in it, and it was in that you know the gunny sacks uh, period of time when mm -hmm. girls were like more bohemian and, and what have you. So anyway. I love it. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, like I said, he, he wasn't expecting to uh, Tom at the prom. <laughs> uh, you know, she was not. He's, you know, she's sort of like, I'm shy, and he's like, no, well, you weren't. <laughs> I like this banner too. This part was good. So they mutually agreed, uh, you know, that you know things change between people, and and. Uh, that she, and she said, you know, your love makes me brave. That's the confidence yes. SR was talking about, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it's true. I mean, I, I think as as you mature in your relationship, there is a certain amount of confidence and bravery that comes. And trust, that. right? It's a deepening of trust. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, as a, you know, he was saying that he would always, she, she would always tell him his, his, her problems rather than go outside the marriage. She finally did mm -hmm. and gave her promise. Yeah. Same. And they concluded with the fact that friendships change after marriage. Yeah. Uh, there, the, uh, and that's, yeah, I, I think it, it does. Cause you're, it's, you're, it's not just you anymore. There, there's a unit. Um, you can maintain your individual friendships, but you have to have consideration um, for the other person um, involved in the relationship. Mm -hmm. There's tons. Of, we have so many comments here. Uh, yeah. uh, Anna was saying uh, regarding uh, the Scott becoming more accepting. She he actually she actually thinks Scott had the hots for Julianne earlier, which also made his feelings a little more mm -hmm. intense um, on that situation. <laughs> Uh, Elena said Scott was just plain old jealous of Gabriel coming into their family. Another son competition for Scott, perhaps. Um, and, and Anna said there needs to be a short story about Claire going to prom and Gabriel's surveillance. <laughs> and Betty followed up with that poor Claire. Not only will her dad be holding a shotgun, but Grandpa Tom, Uncle Scott, and Uncle Paul will be chaperoning her to prom. And Grandpa Richard will have to a little talk to her date. <laughs> Yes, Can that you, would be. Well, I think we're writing the fan fiction in the chat, right? I think so um, too. I well, my 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 father-in-law. Whenever my my sister-in-law brought a date home, 
my father-in-law would hand them a financials form. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Anna's, uh, Shell said, Anna will be working with Uncle Jack. <laughs> Anna, that um, Gabriel will be working with Uncle Jack on the surveillance. Yeah. And all of Uncle Jack's colleagues will be on the job, Anna notes. Um, mm -hmm. Her prom gowns, she said, were bought in the bridal store. And Elena said she didn't go to either of her proms, too busy going to gigs with her future husband's band. Hippie days, no proms for me back then. Days, yeah, right. different times different times absolutely and floor said gabriel and scott had deep-rooted animosity it's definitely calm since he started the relationship with julia and she told scott that gabriel was her soulmate so mm -hmm. yeah that that communication helped to, to write the ship i think absolutely so they mutually agreed also that they would start expanding their social life it's about time. Mm -hmm. Um, in, in inviting people to dinner, and, and uh, he would also go to Grendel's den. Yeah. With him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Julia thought he wouldn't like socializing. Gabriel said he just wanted to make her happy. He did not regret what their life was, but then suggested she come near. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Anna did mm -hmm. commented regarding the Scott Gabriel thing. It was all the reason more for adoption services when Gabriel was placed in the Clark's home. Um, and yeah. Betty said, here's an idea. We should invite Paul for dinner. <laughs> now, Betty, Paul just broke the, uh, uh, broke the ties there. So we need to respect his yes, he for did. a little bit of a break. But you can invite Paul for dinner. That could be like Ross and Rachel. <laughs> but I was on a break. <laughs> And Ellie said, Claire will definitely be choosing a college on the other side of the globe. <laughs> and no Paul, Tom, or Scott. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Shell noted that. Would Paul be helping serve dinner? Brenda asked. <laughs> and Betty said, I know, I know. But once Paul's heart has healed, they should invite Paul for dinner. I could see that in a long, distant time, having Paul, you know, having almost like an academic, their colleagues over for dinner, you know, with Picton and Paul and some of the other specialists. I could see that happening. Uncle Paul, Uncle Paul, Betty said. <laughs> Poor Uncle Paul. I know. I know. But yeah, so that you know, that's uh, and and could you see um, him at Grendel's? Because <laughs> we were there when we were in Boston a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, I could see it. I yeah, could see I mean, it. I, it's a cool place. I could imagine him slowly sipping the uh, club soda in the in the corner with everybody and yeah, taking it all in. Yeah, I I think too. Her whole thing about Gabriel, you know, and Gabriel's thing about not socializing with the students, I think it was more having that, having that separation, rightly so. But I think it would be different if it was his wife's academic cohort. You know, it's not like he'd be hanging out with his, stu I mean, with like his students from Boston. 
right? From B, BU. Right, right. It would be, from BU. you know, her colleagues at, at Harvard. So I think there is a difference. And I feel like that may have been a little bit built up in her mind that, oh, he's not going to socialize with students, period. So, mm-hmm. and I think the fact they're talking about it is something to celebrate because mm-hmm. that's what had been missing, uh, some of that extra communication that they needed. Um, Betty's asking if we think Gabriel would ever join in karaoke night. <laughs> I think her would ask him. <laughs> I want. I wonder and what I, his go-to song would be. Oh my gosh! I don't. I. I, I don't. I. I know my. I. I. I know what. What mine is, is your go-to song, Pam? Janice. Oh. Uh, oh, of Spence. course. Yes, that's a classic. You would rock that mm-hmm. song. I hey, right now with the way my voice feels, I would definitely <laughs> rock that song. The way she did. <laughs> oh my gosh! No karaoke, Shell said. He'd never be drunk again. <laughs> Elena said he'd have to start drinking again for karaoke. <laughs> A little liquid courage. No, I think his daughter could could coax him into doing a song. That's how I. Uh, that's, that's the only yes. thing I could see. Um, Anna says his wife's academic cohorts will be drooling over him. Now let's talk a different kind of jealousy. Oh, Anna, you're not wrong there. Gosh, he is so beautiful, right? Mm. So Betty said, but Harvard students are not the same as Boston College students. Gabriel would not be interfering in anyone's curriculum, so I don't see the harm in hanging out. Right. It's it's not his, he wouldn't be hanging out with his, yeah, it's not his, his students. students. Yeah. Gabriel would probably sing message in a bottle. <laughs> Sending out a message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Besame Mucho. Right. I, I, yeah, I can see them doing that duet in a, uh, <laughs> a closed setting. Themselves, right. But. No, I, I think if Claire had them do it, he would sing something. That special between Claire, you know, a special father daughter choke. That's so. true. That's true. Anyway, anyway Kenzie. <laughs> so, so then after a while, they, he hears the house phone, and he ignored it, and curiosity got the better of him, and he stuck his head in the doorway into the hall. And he could hear that Julia was speaking Italian. And so as he, he went towards the kitchen, Julia saw him lift a finger and said she should wait. And that she had been speaking with Fra Silvestro. Uh, and he continued to lean across the, count, the counter and, and uh, while she and the Franciscan friar were uh, talking. Um, so when she ended the call, he asked what it was all about. And Julia said uh, that, you know, he was talking with uh, the friar from the orphanage and he wanted to speak with Gabriel, but was quite happy to speak with <laughs> I'm her. I'm sure he was. <laughs> She's a little... And Gabriel, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Gabriel said, suggested that he probably wanted to talk to her because she was a soft mm-hmm. touch. <laughs> that could be possible too, but, um, you know... Also, perhaps he wanted to throw a party. He said he wanted to throw a party when they would visit uh, the orphanage again. And 
Julia su suggested that um, they switch it so that it would be a party for the kids. Yes, which I loved that idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, Gabriel was surprised and asked if she had said no. And he said, uh, honoring the kids is what, what it was more about. So this kind of threw him into a bit of a puzzle. Mm -hmm. Uh, she was so willing to give up on herself, and as uh, she replied for the children, she fought fearlessly. Uh, she didn't agree because she did not give up on him. Right. You'll have to forgive me. I was doing this at two o'clock. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> no, I mean, but this whole this whole um, part, you know, he was he was saying that yeah. she she doesn't always advocate for herself, but she will advocate for others mm -hmm. and you know and then she was countering him with that because she very much didn't give up on her her intentions to be with him no and uh, Gabriel suggested that she needed a party and she agreed but that it should be a private party <laughs> <laughs> what kind of private party? and uh, <laughs> yeah, well, mm. the fact that it involved peel, peeling him from his jean, favorite jeans, and but he had to keep his glasses on. <laughs> Instead of, you can leave your hat on, <laughs> you can leave it, yeah. his uh, glasses on, and Anna says, yes, a party for two. Yes, and, and you can leave his glasses on, but please, please, no socks. <laughs> <laughs> I have a thing about that. Anyway, so... Uh, Gabriel said he didn't know her fascination for men in glasses. And he pulled her to him and she compared it with with his fascination for podiatric experience. Yes. <clears throat> Women, in, Women heels. in heels and as Anna knit steamy glasses. And Shell did make a point uh -huh. that uh, <clears throat> Julia did give up at one point when she believed he was gone, she said. I don't know if it was giving up as much as accepting what she thought was his rebuff, but right, Argyle is sexy though, Pam, show notes. It is. It is, it is very sexy. <laughs> yes. And um, or, but, yeah, but not, yeah, no, they come I, I, I really have an issue with that. It's just me. You so, want a little yeah, skin you know, on skin. Yeah, and, and, and as they go, I don't care how cold it is either, um, as they're going through the machinations of flirting with each other, she all of a sudden changes the subject, says uh, she had to call uh, about where she could rent a pony for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got to call Father Silvestro. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> And Gabriel saw the excitement with a little amount of joy and suggested that she find gifts and he would and he would find the pony. And she thanked him and she said, Maybe you can find out about petting zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a segue. I know. I know. Well, her mind was going with all these types of things and um, she was excited about having a party and making that special time for the kids, which I think is great. And I do love their little flirtation there. It's very, very cute. Oh, yeah. Um, and a note, she does love cool socks on guys, but I also love the bare ankle look with a bespoke suit. 
I agree, but no socks in bed, she said. Nope. Agree. No socks. I mean, you know, I, I, I have no problem with socks when everybody's dressed, but no, not in bed. <laughs> Or the kitchen table. Yeah, or the I just I, I love the fact she has a thing for him in glasses because I always loved the glasses on. I love that aspect of the professor, and I always I was like, yeah, I, I can get it. I do get into uh, the glasses on, glasses on mm-hmm. men. They just can rock them in a great way. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and the boss has spoken. No socks with sandals. Absolutely not. That's right. And definitely no socks in bed, Elena says. Creepy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. No. I don't even like sleeping with socks. Mm-mm. No. But like, I know that there are nights when it's been really, really cold and, you know, put socks on your feet to keep them. Mm-hmm. No. I just, I, they end up coming off in the middle of the night anyway. <laughs> so. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And I think if you're and Shell Shell says the bare ankle thing in a suit is kind of weird for her. There are there's a a variety of opinions on with or without socks um, with suits. So yeah, whatever floats your boat, as my friend Doyle would say. That that's (laughs) I I just remember a few weeks ago at, at. mass and and the sermon that the priest gave was uh talking about it was talking about weddings and and he says he you know when he first became a a priest i'm assuming it was back in the uh 70s early 80s when when you know the the fashion was as the bridesmaids and the groomsmen all had to wear like the same color it was always a pastel like proms too they did that Mm mm-hmm and then uh, now it's like, you know, they walk up in suits and, and uh, no socks mm-hmm. <laughs> or no shows, whatever it may be. So yes. The times do change. They do. And uh, yes, Shell noted that socks and sandals are a crime against nature. <laughs> and Shell did note that she loved oh. Don Johnson from Miami Vice. <laughs> but then the no so- socks thing was <laughs> yuck. <laughs> And Betty says, you want to know who doesn't wear socks with his sandals? Paul, you're welcome. <laughs> and Elaine says, I think some can wear the bare ankles and come, some cannot. Doesn't work for all guys. I, I think it's on, no. yeah, I think it depends on the person, the personality and how they, and their style. That's true. That's true. Yes. I mean, I, <clears throat> I could just imagine my father without socks. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, he, he he would be upset with that. Too, yes, so. Jim. Jim would have been a so- if it hadn't been for me. Mm-hmm. Jim would have been socks and sandals. <laughs> you you protected him from that. Uh... Oh God, yeah. Oh good. Mm-hmm. And I can remember. <laughs> I remember after we first moved in together, and he's got all these like. Pastel leisure suits that he loved. <laughs> well, that was the that was. And I said, you know, that was the style. It, it was be it was beyond this beyond <laughs> that time. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I remember say, I saying to him, I said, you know, you can take a match to this, and the suit would melt. <laughs> it wouldn't go up in flames. It would <laughs> many many Polly's died for that suit, but I I <clears throat> I did change that. So. <laughs> 
He was lucky to have you. <coughs> yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Very lucky. As was I. Yes. But that's another story. Yes. So, so. I can't believe we uh, covered that chapter. And I know. We're facing, this is our last podcast of the year. So, uh-huh. uh, it is definitely um, exciting times as we head into 2024. And mm-hmm. we're going to have mm-hmm. a special podcast uh, at the beginning of 2024. Um, if, if Pam mm-hmm. is okay with this, I don't know if she's seen this yet. So, I'm, uh, we're doing this I, live yeah, in so real Betty's time. Yeah. Uh, we're announcing that we are going to have this special birthday edition of uh, Paul's for, birthday for, celebration yes. uh, at a special will time be a quiz. this upcoming week, Friday yes. evening, yes, January Friday. 5th at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern time. Yep. And we have our very special guest. Be prepared. Our very special guest. Curling and Betty. Curling and Betty. Mm-hmm. We're looking forward to that. Yeah, January 5th at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And otherwise, it might be a little challenging for some of y'all on the West Coast. Um, But join when you can. Um, Absolutely. And it will be, as always, a great uh, festival of fun. Um, Anna anticipates a quiz. Betty says it's all about Paul. (laughs) Of course it is. (laughs) I'm hoping you guys can come. Um, It would be really fun uh, to have a a good group on um, to do the podcast. And we're very thankful that Betty and Perling are going to be able to join us at that special time, which means we won't do a Saturday podcast next week, but we will be back. So you won't, you won't, you, ha- you won't have to be worry about me getting up at eight thirty <laughs> and texting my, my sister and, and Leslie. Make sure I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> no, not next week. Not next week. It'll be fine. And there is a quiz, Betty Nicks. So yes. Just so long as there is a name. I know. Please. <laughs> I know. It should be pretty fun. Shell will try to be there to support you, Betty, but not Paul, but you. Not Paul. <laughs> Shell, you are priceless. That's great. <laughs> That's priceless. So. Uh, so anyway, gang, I'm going to leave us uh, with I've seen all good people. By yes, and it's a wonderful way to start to uh, wind up the year and have good hope, yeah. good energy going into 2024. And hopefully, it, it will be a great year for everyone, and we can all forward in joy and happiness. Yes, have a great week, everyone, and we'll talk to you Friday. Yes, mm-hmm. happy new year! Happy new year, happy new year is right. I'll talk to you then.